we are going to turn our Bibles to Hebrews chapter 11. The Lord just gave the scripture portion during the time of offering, so we're going to see what the Lord is going to speak to us. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 17 to 19. Hebrews chapter 11, verses 17 to 19. By faith, Abraham, when God tested him, offered Isaac as a sacrifice. Shall we close our eyes and pray? Please pray this prayer after me. Lord, open my eyes to see your truth. Lord, open my ears to hear your truth. Lord, open my mind to receive your truth. Lord, open my heart to keep your truth. Let me be a doer of your word and not a hearer only. Let me bring forth much fruit to the praise and glory of God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Speak, Lord. I will listen and obey. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Jesus. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 17 through 19. By faith, Abraham, when he was tested, offered up Isaac, and he who had received the promises offered up his only begotten son. We're going to stop here for a minute. When you look at verse 17, we see that Abraham received something from God. Abraham received something from God. God came to Abraham in Genesis chapter 12, you see, when Abraham didn't have a child, when Abraham didn't have any possibility of having a child, God comes to Abraham and he says, Abraham, leave this place where you are and go to the place that I'm going to tell you. And there, I'm going to make you into a nation. I'm going to make you into a nation. So he gave Abraham a promise. A promise when there was nothing in place. When we receive a promise from God, in the midst of an opposite situation, it is very precious. It is very important. It will come to pass. We're just going to hear in a few minutes through the Spirit of God the importance of the promise of God and the importance of holding on to the promise of God no matter what you see, no matter how opposite your situation may appear. It's important to hold on to what God has given. God gave Abraham a promise and his promise was, Abraham, you don't have a son right now. You don't have any way of having children right now. But I'm going to do a miracle for you. In the midst of his opposite situation, God is saying something contrary to what a human mind can understand. There's no way of something like this that can happen. His body was dead. His wife's body was dead. God says, I'm going to bless you with a, not one son, not two. He said, your generation is going to be like the multitude. And then God also said, in Isaac, your seed shall be blessed. So Abraham knew that God is going to give him Isaac. And through Isaac, there's going to be multitudes that God is going to bless them with. So he got a promise from God. 
If God gives you a promise, and if God says in His word that He will do something for you, it is important for you to receive that by faith. That means, when your situation looks opposite, when everything looks opposite, totally opposite, impossible, this is impossible, this is never going to happen. But God comes and says, this is what I'm going to do in your life, this is what I'm going to do through you, this is what my plan for you is. You know how we receive that from God? By faith. That means we believe what God says. This is what is going to happen. That means we begin to see what God has spoken. If you're taking notes, write this down. You begin to see what God has spoken. Not what your circumstance is. You begin to see what God has spoken. In spite of what your circumstance may be. In spite of however it may appear. When God gives the word, His word is superior to your circumstance. No matter how it may look, no matter how devastating it may look, no matter how broken it may look, if God says, I'm going to do something brand new, it is important for us to keep our eyes on what God has spoken, and we need to begin to see what God has spoken. You call that having eyes of faith. Faith has eyes. Just like how people have eyes of unbelief they can look at everything negative everything negative you know why as I've said before our thoughts our mind our heart are influenced by either the Holy Spirit or the demonic spirit there's no middle ground there only two forces whatever we do behind our action there's a force that influences us and then we make the decision nobody can make the decision for us no demon can make the decision for us God will not make the decision for us but God will speak to us. God will say, don't do this. Satan will say, come on, do this, do this, do this, do this, do this. It's going to be good now, do it. So we have to see what we are hearing and we have to weigh in with the seed. Is this from God or is this from the devil? Which voice am I listening to? Which thought am I trying to entertain? What is this? Is it going to be good for me or not? When God came and spoke to Abraham, God said something that was life-giving, and you know that it is from God. When God speaks, it's always life-giving. When God speaks to us, it imparts life into our spirit. When God speaks to us, He imparts strength into our spirit. When God speaks to us, speaks to us, all of a sudden we feel life inside. You know when Satan speaks to us, how it'll be? You'll feel fear. You'll feel death, you feel doom and gloom. Also, you feel an urge to do something that you should not be doing. But when the Spirit of God speaks to us, when the Spirit of God works in us, there is peace. When the Spirit of God works in us, God moves us according to the fruit of the Spirit that we see, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, faithfulness, gentleness, temperance, self-control. Now when you look at the nature of God, when He speaks to us, His nature is manifested in His speech. When the Spirit of God influences us, the nature of God will be seen. That means whatever God does for us is good for us. It will give us peace. It won't terrorize us. It will give us peace. It will give us hope. It will import joy. This is who God is. But when the enemy does something, it's dread, it's fear, it's negative thoughts. It'll drive a person to do something out of despair. It's condemnation, it's guilt, it's shame. 
God came to Abraham. God spoke to Abraham. This Abraham, your situation is hopeless, but I'm going to do something good for you. Abraham was a wealthy businessman, but he was not able to produce a child for himself using his money. No. And there are a lot of rich people who have a lot of riches who are in the hospitals right now. Their money is not able to get them out of where they are. There are a lot of rich people who wanted to buy a few more minutes on earth with the money they had. They were not able to. There are certain things that man cannot do, absolutely cannot do, which only God can do. Abraham had wealth, but he was not able to have a son because his body was not able to produce it. When you have a defect, when you have a medical condition, when you have a terminal condition, when you have a, an impossible situation, what do you do? God of the impossible, He comes and intervenes. He intervenes. Because He loves us, He intervenes. He saw one thing in Abraham. God saw one thing in Abraham. You know what that is? The common denominator is faith. God saw faith in Abraham. And God came to Abraham. He said, I see faith out of all the people in that nation and in the world. He found this one man with faith. Faith to believe what God had to say. Faith to believe in what God had to say. That's what God is looking for, even in your heart today. Do you have faith to believe what I'm going to say? Do you have faith to believe in what I have said already? If I'm going to do something for you, do you believe that this is what God is going to do? And are you going to go after that? That's what we should do. If God has spoken to us, we should begin seeing that. And we have to chase after that. We have to go after that. That means we leave everything behind. If God has spoken to you about something, if God has spoken to you about something, always know this. It's always big. God never speaks something tiny. God's vision is big. His vision for you is big. When God thinks big, you also need to think big. When God wants to do something big in your life, you need to say, I'm going to leave all the petty things. I'm going to leave everything that is distracting. I'm going to leave everything that is going to stop me from pursuing what God has spoken over my life. You know why? Because I believe in what He has spoken. If I don't believe in what He has spoken, I'm going to be doing my own thing, my old thing. The devil will do anything and everything he can to rob what God has for you. Don't let that happen. Abraham was a man of faith. When God came and spoke to him, he believed it. And what did God say? He said, through Isaac, your seed is going to be blessed. Through Isaac, Isaac is the one. Through him, your generation is going to multiply like the stars of the sky and the sand of the shore. Now we all know, living today, we all know, it came to pass. We see the nation of Israel, we see Jews all over. They were the descendants, they are the descendants of Abraham. But when God came to Abraham and spoke to him, when he never had the possibility of even having a single child, Abraham believed in the power of God. To be able to cause that which is unable to happen. To happen through the power of God Almighty. If God has spoken to you, are you willing to hold on to what God has spoken? Are you willing to see what God has spoken through the eyes of faith? God said this. That means it's going to happen. So I'm going to see it. 
I'm going to dream it. I'm going to believe it. I'm going to speak it. I'm going to go after it. That means you leave what you have to leave. And you go after what God has spoken. Chase after what God has spoken over your life and it will come to pass. That means you leave unbelief. You leave words that will be contrary to what God has spoken. If God says, I am the Lord who heals you, then don't look at the present condition. Say that, Lord, you are my God who heals me. And you will heal me. And so I'm going to see myself as healed. I'm going to see myself as whole. I'm going to see myself the way that you have spoken over me. How many of us can do that? Very important. Very important. Faith will see what God has spoken. Faith will believe what God has spoken. And faith will see what God has spoken. And faith will act out what God has spoken. Now, Abraham, you know what was tested for Abraham? Abraham's faith was tested. How much do you believe Abraham? How much do you believe that it is through Isaac? That's what the test was. It is through Isaac. Abraham believed God for a nation. And he left his nation. So that was not put to test. Abraham believed God that God is going to multiply his generation as the stars of the sky. And God did it. God gave Isaac. Now the test was, in Isaac shall the generation become like the stars of the sky and the sand of the shore. Now think about this. God is specifically said, in Isaac, God is calling Abraham to offer this Isaac as a burnt offering. God never called for human sacrifice, first of all. It was a test. God said, offer Isaac as a burnt offering. This is where we need to understand how Abraham's faith operated. Abraham knew that God said Isaac, God said Isaac, so Isaac has to be the person. So nothing is going to happen to Isaac. No matter what it is, God is even able to raise him up because Isaac has to be alive because God said in Isaac, hallelujah. No matter what happens to you, are you willing to see what God has spoken? That's what the Spirit of God is speaking today. Are you willing to see what God has spoken about your life for you what God has spoken? Are you willing to see? If you are seeing, then you will chase after what God has spoken. If God has spoken something over your life, are you willing to abandon everything because that becomes your main focus? If God has spoken something over your life, are you able to abandon everything because you really believe in what God has spoken? Because God is Almighty. When He speaks something, it comes into existence. But your faith will always be put to test. Before you inherit it, your faith will be tried. Satan will do everything he can to bring doubts. He'll say, oh, you know what? This is not going to happen. Yes, they said, but you know how long it will take. I don't think this is going to happen. Maybe this was somebody. Maybe you thought it was for you. Maybe it's not for you. Satan will try to say all kinds of things in your mind. If you say that, it is not for you. But are you willing to believe what God said about whatever negative thing that the enemy will bring to your mind? Satan's goal is to take you off of the promise of God. God's promise is here. And when God has promised you something, you need to latch on to the promise of God and say, I'm not going to let go of this because it is true. It is true. It is true. If someone comes and gives you a valid check, will you just say, well, it's just paper. It's just paper. It's just paper. And are you going to just put it in the trash? Many times people receive the promises of God and treat it like that. The promises of God are more valid than any paper check. 
The promises of God, they're more valid than the plastic card that you carry around. Now you don't even have to swipe it, you just have to shake it. But you know what, we have faith. Don't you think that you look like a fool when you go to ShopRite or Walmart to go and shake a plastic card in front of that and think that your money will just go in? No! Because you have faith in that little plastic card, blue or gray or yellow, whatever it is. It's still a little plastic card. How come that money is transferred from there? How come your bills are paid? How come it's happening? We have faith in that little plastic card. But God's word has been tried, been proven to be true throughout generations. And if he has spoken something, are we willing to leave everything in order to go after that, in order to lay hold of that, in order to see that come to pass? Because it will come to pass. But before that, the enemy will do everything to try to take you out of that promise of God. May God help us to understand. It is important for us to look to the people who ran before us, who ran well, who accomplished great things for God and copy them. That's why we have their life stories in the Bible. By faith, Abraham, when he was tested, what was tested for Abraham? Abraham's faith was tested. God gave the promise. Abraham, do you still believe? Well, I was the one who told you, now I'm telling you this. Do you believe? What do you believe? You believe that every word of God is true. If God told me that he was going to take Isaac and through Isaac God is going to multiply my generation, then Isaac has to be alive. If God has spoken something over your life, are you willing to believe that? No matter what happens, no matter what happens, no matter however the whole world may turn out to be, no matter what anyone can say, God has spoken this. So this has to come to pass. This has to come to pass. God, when He has spoken, no matter how opposite it may look, we have something to hold on to, which is His Word. His Word will never return void. Never. What God has spoken over your life, God is all-powerful to bring it to pass. What God has spoken over your life, God is all-faithful to bring it to pass. What God has spoken over your life, hear this, it's very important, He's very eager to bring it to pass. Because God has a plan for you. God so loved, put your name there. God has so loved you. God has so loved me. So that soul is huge. Because of his love for us, he has huge plans for us. In Christ Jesus, Jesus shed his blood on the cross. And in his blood, through his blood, God has created a good future. A blessed plan for all of us. So no matter what the devil may try to come and say in our mind, oh, this is not going to happen, this is not going to happen to your kids, this is not going to happen to your spouse, or this is not going to happen to your parents, and, and this is not going to happen to your house, and this is not going to happen to your marriage, or this is not going to happen to you, you're always going to be this. You're always going to struggle this way. You're never going to have money. You're always going to be addicted. Or you're never going to be free from this. Or you're always going to be sick. And this is how your parents were. Your dad is like that. Your granddad is like that. Your mom is like that. Or this is like that. That is like that. He can bring a whole bunch of things before this. Before your eyes. And and just throw it in front of you and say, You know what? You see that? You see that? You see that? You see that? Do you see that? Do you see what 
the medical report says? Do you see what that x-ray says? Do you see what the lab report says? Do you see what the doctor says? Or do you see a host of other people who all went through this, all they said, this. Let me tell you this. You can put all those to one side and you can put God's word to one side. It's what will come true if you believe God's word. God's word will triumph over every other word. God's word will triumph over every other verdict because His word is eternal. His word is all powerful. You know how when people who have power they can override what others have said even if the whole cabinet members have voted for something. You have one person sitting over there who can completely overturn that. God is more powerful than a human president. God is more powerful than a human king. Whatever people might have spoken over you, whatever your past is, whatever you may think your future is, whatever Satan has planned for your life, whatever generation curse you may have, whatever problems you may have, whatever disorder you may have, whatever sickness you may have, whatever addiction you may have, whatever it is, Jesus can overturn everything. When he has a when he has a plan, you have a problem. You look to him. He takes away the problem through his plan. When you come under the plan of God Almighty, his plan overturns the plans of the enemy. The enemy's plan is destruction. Fear, kill, and destroy. That's all he can do. Good for nothing. But God's plan is to give you life and life more abundant. That means whatever it may be, in your life, it will be life, 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 life for your children, life for your spouse, life in your finances, life in your body. So wherever there's death in your body, God's life can come and overtake that. Do we believe that is a question. Whatever you may feel like, I'm not able to do this, the power of God is able to come and remove that which is holding you down. And the power of God is able to overturn that and give you the strength to overpower that. Do we believe that? Are we still looking at what our circumstances? Are we still looking at our history, our geography? Are we still looking at the science? Some people are really, really obsessed with science. They think science is God. Science is not God. God has science in the palm of his hands. What God says stands we still discover and continue to discover many times in the process of discovery, man makes lots of mistakes. But God's word stands forever. No matter who has spoken over you, no matter what your history may be, no matter what your report may be, no matter what your family history may be, no matter whatever the case may be, when you come to Jesus and Jesus says something over your life, let me tell you, that supersedes everything. What God has spoken will come to pass in your life if, the if is very important, if you believe. You can take yourself out of the promise of God by not believing. Very simple. You know what Satan will do? He'll do everything and anything he can to make you doubt the word of God. If you doubt his promises, the Bible says, you won't receive anything. 
an unbelieving person, an unstable person, will not receive anything from God because, I, you know, when God has said something, a person Philadelphia will say, I don't think it's going to happen, Lord. God says it's going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen. It's going to happen. It's not going to happen. Who is God? We try to tell God whether it's going to happen or not. Many times we speak words of curse over our lives. God says, bless things and say, I don't think it's going to happen, Lord. This is my life. So we are trying to teach God. May God help us to understand that He is God. When He speaks, His word stands forever. His word is settled forever in the heavens, the Bible says. By faith, Abraham, when he was tested, he offered up Isaac. You know how that obedience came? The obedience came as a result of faith. He took Isaac and he placed him on the altar, knowing that this son of mine will not die. This son of mine will live. This son of mine, I'm not going to see him go down to ashes. No. This son of mine is going to be the one that God spoke. is going to have generation like the stars in the sky and the sand of the shore. Are you willing to believe in what God has spoken to you despite what your circumstance may say? That's what faith is. By faith. Abraham, when he was tested, what was Abraham tested? He was tested in his faith. He passed the test. Know why? He saw what God said. Abraham saw what God said. We need to be people who see what God has spoken, breathe what God has spoken, believe what God has spoken, speak what God has spoken, live out what God has spoken. Guess what will happen? What God has spoken will happen in your life. It will happen in your life. Just like the Bible says, the word became flesh and dwelt among men. Once God has spoken that word to you, that word is bound to happen as long as you foster that by words of faith. And you think it, you eat it, you breathe it, you live it, you leave everything behind that will interfere with it. And you go after it with everything that is within you. Such people will inherit every word that God has spoken for them. Now, let's just finish this verse. By faith Abraham, when he was tested, offered up Isaac, and he who had received the promises, offered up his only begotten son. Who? The one who received the promises. You can underline the word received in your Bible. Promise is given, but if I have unbelief, I'm like this sending. Oh, it's too good to be true. What happens? The promise just goes straight back up. We need to be receiving. And how do we receive what God has spoken? By faith. I believe. Very important. Very important. When God speaks something, faith is our hands. It says, Lord, I believe what you are saying. When we believe it, the promise is being received by us. So Abraham received the promises of God. Once you receive it, you know what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to keep it. You can receive something. You know, there are some people who get birthday gifts, happy birthday, and somebody will give gifts or some wedding gifts, and they'll take that gift, and then sometimes they will take it, sometimes they can take the tag and put another tag and take it to somebody else's wedding and say, oh, happy wedding, and then what the day they give it away. What did they do? They did not keep that gift, right? Some people do that for birthday gifts too. The point here is, the gift that you are given, you received it, but you didn't keep it. Somebody else got it. 
You received it, but you didn't keep it. Abraham was someone who received the promise by faith. Some people will say, no, I don't want it, no thank you. They don't even receive it. If you have doubt, the first place itself, you won't receive it. When you have doubt, when God speaks something, when the Lord is speaking something, when a prophecy is coming to you, when healing is coming to you and say, no, it's not for me, I don't think it's for me. You know what happens? It goes straight back to God. It will not land on you. You lose it. So if you don't have faith, you won't receive it. But while the word is coming to you, say, Lord, I receive it, I know it's for me. And you're convinced in your spirit that you say, I receive it, I receive it, Lord, I receive it. This is what you have for me. You know what happens? It's landed on you. After this, what you have in your hand will be tested. Satan will try to come and say, well, do you really have it? Is it really for you? Did God really speak? I don't think God really spoke to you. Somebody can get it. Oh, your situation is far worse than that person. It's not going to happen. For somebody else it's much easier. For you it's much more difficult. It's not going to happen. These are thoughts that Satan will bring to our mind. Or your family situation far worse than that person. Also when somebody gives a testimony, Satan will come and speak in their ears. You know what? Your situation is not as bad as theirs. They're giving testimony. Good for them. But I don't think it's going to happen to you. When you hear those words, you need to know that. Oh, it's definitely going to happen. That's why somebody is trying really hard. To take you out of the promises of God. When you receive the promise of God, make sure you hold on to it. You need to hold on to it. You need to hold on to it. Whatever God has spoken, you need to hold on to it. Not drop it. They used to have competitions, as seen, where they can have something in their hand that they should not drop it. They have to just very delicately take it all the way to the other side. If you drop it, it's gone. God's promises are very, very precious. You need to take it by faith every step of the way. Every time the enemy comes and says, well, it's not going to happen, you need to just whack him instantly and say, yes, it will happen because my God said, shut up and get out in Jesus' name. That's it. No conversation. There's some people that say, huh? It's not going to happen? Poor me. It's not going to happen. What do they do? They talk to the devil, they accept it, and they cry, and Satan will come and say, it's never going to happen. It's never going to happen. It's never going to happen. Oh, it's never going to happen. He will say, and they will repeat it, and they'll cry, and they'll repeat it, and then they'll come and say, I don't know what's happening to me, Pastor. I don't think it's going to happen. When are they coming and talking? They're talking Satan's talk. Stop talking Satan's talk. God has promised you. Has he promised you? If he's faithful, talk what he has said. If he says, this is what I'm going to do for you. Anytime Satan comes and says, this is not going to happen. Someone said, this will happen to me. Shut up and get out in Jesus' name. You have no right to come in here and talk to me. We are God's people. Our ears should be circumcised to hear the voice of God, not this nonsense from the devil. Whatever God says shall come to pass, it shall come to pass. Every word God has spoken shall come to pass. When the enemy brings a problem before you and he keeps the problem right in front of you and says, Is it going to happen? Well, 22 years, your son is like this. 22 years is not a big deal for God. Abraham waited and he got a big treasure from God. The longer you wait, the grander your prize is. Don't give up. That's the key. Don't give up. When God has spoken something over your life, don't give up.
Don't forfeit what God has given to you because you gave ear to the voice of the enemy. Satan will come to steal, kill, and destroy. How will he come and steal? He'll come and sow seeds of doubt. But if your mind is stronger than a concrete pavement, if your mind is like iron and brass where his seed cannot land, it has to be strong like that with the word of God. Anytime Satan says something, it has to just push it back. Out of here, this is God's property. No room for doubt. You know what will happen? Satan will have no room. He cannot steal what God has given to you because you don't give room for the enemy. How will he destroy? Only when you give him room, only then he can destroy. You have the key to your house. You have the keys to your heart, not the enemy. When you open the door to your heart, to the enemy and say, Will doubt come in? Will fear come in? Will unbelief come in? He comes in with other stuff along with it. If God has spoken to you through his word, by his stripes, you were healed. You need to believe it until you see it come to pass because your faith will be tested. When you receive it in your hand, take it and take it every step of the way. Make sure you don't drop it. Make sure you have it. Yes, I received it and I have to keep it until I see it come to pass. When you take the word of God, no matter what storm may come your way, no matter how hard the wind may blow, when you hold the word of God tight to you and say, I'm not going to let it go, no matter how the force, external force it may be, Satan will try to send a storm your way and say, let me see if I can take this promise away from you. As long as you hold it tight and you don't forfeit it, no force from hell can take it away from you. Abraham's faith was tested. He gladly offered up Isaac, fully believing that Isaac will be with me when I leave Mount Moriah down. May God speak to our hearts at this hour. Let's just go to verse 18. With the promise that he received, Isaac believed that in Isaac your seed shall be called. Let's go to verse 19. In Isaac, so this child is the only child and this is what God has given. That means he was so sure of his promise. We need to be very clear when God speaks, there are no vague promises, there are no vague prophecies. It's very clear, it's very pinpointed. When he has spoken something, it's so important for us to hold on to that. Exactly the way God has spoken. Concluding that God was able to raise him up even from the dead, from which he also received him in a figurative sense. Whatever God has said, God is able to do it. Now Abraham didn't know how God was going to work it out, but he knew that. If he said in Isaac, then this is what's going to happen. We don't need to know all the details. We don't need to know how God will work it out. One thing we need to know for sure that what God has said will come to pass. What God has spoken over my life shall come to pass. What God has spoken over your life shall come to pass. It shall come to pass. It shall come to pass. It shall come to pass. Well, what a trick of the enemy. He's playing religious. Hey, you keep believing. You'll die so faithfully believing in what God has said. Did God say that? No. God said, if I've spoken something over you, it will come to pass. 
it will come to pass no matter how hard it may appear no matter how difficult it may appear no matter how impossible it may appear that's why he gave the promise if it's possible he doesn't have to give us anything only because it's impossible he comes and says this is what's going to happen because in the human realm it's not possible that's why the supernatural being comes and he says i'm going to do this when he says it that's enough for us it'll happen we will see it it'll happen we will see it whose voice are we hearing but how religious it may sound we need to know where it is coming from and god says something we need to hold on to it exactly the way he said it exactly the way he said it and it shall come to pass we're going to close our eyes and look to the lord i want you to take this to heart at this hour whatever god has spoken over your life are you willing to believe it with everything that is within you no matter how impossible your situation may look are you able to see what god has spoken are you able to believe what god has spoken are you able to breathe what god has spoken are you able to speak what god has spoken are you able to live out god what god has spoken even if everything may look opposite are you willing to see what god has spoken because god's word is all powerful God's word creates God's word destroys God's word restores hallelujah God's word can destroy sickness God's word can create that which is not there God's word can destroy the powers of darkness he can break your shackles off in less than a nanosecond that's how powerful our God is God's word can create what needs to be created in your body God's word can do wonders in your life. Are you willing to believe? When your faith is put to test, how are you going to react? Are you going to hold on to the promise? Have you received the promises of God by faith? Have you received it? If God has spoken to you, have you received it? When God speaks to you, will you receive it? And if you received it, are you going to keep it? Are you going to keep it until you see it come to pass? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. We praise you, praise you, praise you. Hallelujah. Shall we all stand up together? Thank you, Jesus. 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 Hallelujah. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. and the evidence of things not seen are you willing to chase after what god has spoken over your life are you willing to give up everything for that because what he has spoken is true do you believe that it is true hallelujah thank you jesus hallelujah praise you praise you the devil is a liar he lied from the beginning he'll come and lie to you to steal what god has given are you willing to hold on to what god has spoken Now you're willing to drive out the enemy. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Lord, I stand firm. Lord, I stand firm. Lord, I stand firm. Jesus.
Right. 
Thank you, Jesus. Oh, I praise you, praise you, praise you, praise you, praise you, praise you, praise you. Hallelujah. Thank you for your word. 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 If you have given us your word, that is good enough for us. Hallelujah. That is good enough for us. Hallelujah. Because your word will come to pass. Hallelujah. We thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Oh, we praise you, praise you, praise you, praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. All powerful is your name. All powerful is your word. Hallelujah. And your word will stand forever. Hallelujah. And we will stand with your word to see it come to pass. Hallelujah. And our God will stand right next to us. Right next to his word to see it come to pass. Hallelujah. He is all faithful. He is all powerful. Oh, we praise him. We praise him. We praise him. Hallelujah. Heaven and earth will pass away. But his word will remain. Hallelujah. What God has spoken will come to pass. Hallelujah. It will come to pass. Hallelujah. What God has spoken will come to pass. Say it. Say it. Open your mouth. Say it again. What God has spoken over my life shall come to pass. Hallelujah. What God has spoken over my life shall come to pass. And I will inherit by faith. Hallelujah. Just like Abraham, I will inherit it by faith. Hallelujah. Just like Abraham, I will inherit it by faith. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, Father, we praise you. Praise you. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you for speaking to us through your holy word. Your word is all powerful. Your word is true. It is the truth. Hallelujah. And we thank you for giving us your word. Lord, we commit ourselves into your hands. And we pray that this word that you've given to us, let it do a deeper work in the lives of your people, Father. All through this week, may this word speak to your people, Lord. When they sit down, when they lie down, when they walk around, oh, Father, let this word do a deeper work, oh, Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. May your people have a revelation of the power of your word of God in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Oh, as Abraham held on to what you have spoken, Lord, to him. As Abraham held on to what you have spoken to him, oh God, I pray. May people also hold on to every word that you have spoken over their lives, oh Lord. And see it come to pass. We thank you, Heavenly Father. We give you all the glory. We give you all the honor. We give you all the praise. All through this new week, oh Lord. Goodness and mercy shall follow us. Hallelujah. You have spoken over us, O oh Lord. Your word, the goodness and mercy shall follow us. Hallelujah. Lord, no matter what place we know, goodness and mercy will overtake the powers of darkness. Hallelujah. You have given your word for us this week, O oh Lord. And we shall hold on to the word of God. Hallelujah. Goodness and mercy will follow us. Hallelujah. Wherever we go, goodness and mercy will follow us. Every step that we take, goodness and mercy will follow us. Hallelujah. There is no defeat to those who walk in the path of the cross. Hallelujah. We thank you for making us more than conquerors through Jesus Christ. We thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. And death cannot stand in your presence. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. No marital death. Hallelujah. Oh, no emotional death. Hallelujah. No spiritual death can stand in the presence of the Almighty God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, we thank you, Father. We thank you, Father. We will reclaim. We will go after that which the enemy has stolen from us. Hallelujah. And we will see God restore it. Hallelujah. Restore the earth that the locusts have eaten. Restore the family members that Satan has taken. Hallelujah. We will recover our loss. Hallelujah. We will take back what the enemy has taken from our hands. Hallelujah. Oh, we thank you, and we will give you all the 
the glory. Hallelujah. We praise you. We praise you. We praise you. Your word is true. Your word is true. Your word is true. Your word is true. Hallelujah. Oh, we praise you. We praise you. We praise you. We praise you. We praise you, Father. We thank you, Lord. As your servant standing in the presence of God, before the throne of God, according to the power and authority given to me by the Almighty God, I bless your people with this blessing, O Lord, that your blessings may overtake them wherever they go, that they may keep your eye, they may keep their eyes on the word of God that you've spoken over them, Father. That nothing may take root in their hearts that is not of you, Father, in the name of Jesus. That their hearts may be hostile to unbelief. May their hearts become hostile to fear. May their hearts become hostile to sin. May their hearts become hostile to anything that is vain and profane in the name of Jesus. That their hearts may be good ground, O Lord, fertile ground, to foster the word of God that you have spoken over their lives that they may see it come to pass in the days, weeks, and months ahead. And I thank you for doing this. In Jesus' most precious name, I pray. Amen. May the Lord bless us and keep us. May the Lord cause His face to shine upon us and be gracious to us. May the Lord lift up His countenance upon us and bless us with His peace. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ May the love of God the Father and the sweet fellowship of His Holy Spirit rest and remain with us now and until we see Jesus face to face. Amen. Amen. Amen.